Hello, this is Reverend Colette Duval Pondella. Welcome to our Wolf Wisdom podcast in Nature's Classroom on Nature's Path. Joining me today is our precious Taya. Her name um, means precious in Native American. She's our tiniest, fastest, smartest wolf here at Shadowland Foundation. And she's here to help me talk about Step Into Your Light. This is Taya. T-E-H-Y-A, it means precious. She is the teeniest, tiniest wolf of all. She was when she was born, she was teeny, teeny, tiny, which is why her name is Precious, because she was like half the size of all the other ones. So in her life, um, my, the name of my talk today is Step Into the Light. Um, she was constantly trying to s jump into the light when she's surrounded by all of her siblings. <laughs> <laughs> to be tall enough to be seen. So she's constantly jumping and jumping. And um, it was this awful um, habit for us because her job is to grow up to meet people and not to jump on them because it could be a child. Do you understand what I mean? For our safety and also for boundaries. You know what I mean? They had to learn boundaries. But you know, a lot of people would crush her spirit to keep her under and keep her down. And um, the patience that it takes and the years that it takes to get her not to jump. Just putting this on her when she knew she was so excited to come out here. She got so excited and you don't want to shut down people's enthusiasm, you know? But she has learned to sit and you hold it there and you hold the collar and sit. You know what to do. You know what to do. And she finally is like, okay, okay, I'll sit, I'll sit. But then her whole body is shaking. Her whole body is shaking. And she lets you put it on. She's like, can we go up now? Can we go? <laughs> but the worst thing to do is like sit or you're not going. You know what I mean? That's what we got. I'm sure I, I, that's what we got. Behave or you're going to stay home. I'll go get a better wolf. You know what I mean? I'll go get one that behaves better than you. And then I'm going to talk about the reason we don't step into our light today. And the way to step back in. And that's what she's here for. She has so much to give. She has so much to give this little girl. She is our biggest kisser. I just, you know, if you go into her enclosure when we do our visits and stuff, if she doesn't get, if you don't get a kiss from her, it's your fault. <laughs> it is your fault if you escape this girl without some kind of loving and giving and affection because that's who she is and so precious is the perfect name for this girl perfect name for her thank you yes Well, no, Taya is um, Native American for precious. Okay. okay, go on, little girl. You go be where you want to be. Wayne Dyer says this, the ego is only an illusion, but a very influential one. Letting the ego illusion become your identity can prevent you from knowing your true self. Ego, the false idea of believing that you are what you have or what you do is a backwards way of assessing and living a life. We're going to talk about that today. But first, we're going to start with an opening meditative prayer. 
that um, we do. For those of you who know it, you can join in. Other than that, just relax and sit into your chairs. You can let everything go. The chair has you. Mother Earth has the chair. You cannot fall. this room and I see these faces and I look in these eyes and I look out onto this land and nature and I have my hands on this live wild creature, this wolf that is our kindred species. I know that there is a creative intelligence, whatever you want to call it, whatever means the most to you, but it is the creator of all things. The Native Americans call the great mystery because there's no reason to try and figure it out. It just is. And that we are made of this creative intelligence. We were created perfectly, mathematically correct in every single way as an individual unique mark on this planet. And your uniqueness is what you came, I believe, to offer the planet. That you are here for a divine purpose and that your heart's desire informs you at all times of where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And that the closer we get to knowing and trusting and embodying that perfection of which we are and that we came here to be, expressing ourselves individually, wholly, as our true selves, not somebody else's, that this heart's desire becomes more and more full, that the world is more illuminated because of your presence. I know this. I claim it for you. So I am so grateful for all the good that has come before me, the good that is here now, the good that is coming always and through eternity. And I release these words knowing that there is universal truth to them into the hands of grace of which we came. And I say, and so it is. You can say amen, you can say aho, which is the Native American, namaste, there's many, many names of it. Whatever it is that truly helps you really know this in your heart and in your bones. 
Ziggy Marley says, if you keep hiding your true self, your life becomes like slow death. Once you become free from the lies and the hiding of yourself, then life becomes vibrant again. You know, we hide everything. I used to teach acting. I've talked about this before. The hardest thing for anybody to do is to be sad, like cry in front of you. That's why they pay you the big bucks when you actually do it. You know, when you see those shows and everything, you see the freight cry and I sit in my living room and I go, oh, please don't do it if you're not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's not genuine. It's not genuine. And the hardest thing to teach actors to do is to be sad in public. We even hide our sadness from ourselves because usually the way we express it at home is we climb under the covers and we put a pillow over our face. We even hide our sadness from ourselves. Because, not just as because it's painful, but because we've been taught it's shameful. And yet it's just another emotion, a real emotion that reveals our true selves and how deeply we feel and how compassionate we are and how empathetic we are. Because that's where the tears come from. That's where the sadness comes from. That's where the disappointment comes from. That's where the discouragement comes from. That's where the depression comes from. That's where the rage comes from. And you cannot be your true self unless you own all of this. All of it. Because you're not being honest. Nicole Lyons says, the deepest pain I ever felt was denying my own feelings to make everyone else comfortable. I can sadly say that was the purpose of my life until I re remembered who I was. Until I finally got who I really was. John Bradshaw says, ego is to the true self what a flashlight is to a spotlight. We were born to be this. <laughs> Do you know what I know? And our egos, we have been taught and conditioned to live in light that shines in just one little narrow focus of the world. And usually somebody else is pointing that light. Right? and showing you where your light is, and showing you who you're supposed to be, and showing how you're supposed to behave, showing you what your career is supposed to be. And usually, from their point of view and their ego, go from that little limited light instead of the light that you came here with. Naomi Watts, famous actress. I had gotten to a place where I truly believed everything I was called, not sexy, not funny, too intense, desperate. All those labels they gave me. I took them because there wasn't a trace of my true self left. You know? When I get honest, I admit that I am a bundle of paradoxes. I believe and I doubt. I hope and I get discouraged. I love and I hate. I feel bad about feeling good. I feel guilty about not feeling guilty. I am trusting and suspicious. I am honest and I still play games. Aristotle said, I am a rational animal. I say I am an angel with an incredible capacity for beer. 
That's a man named Brennan Manning. <laughs> but even if you took beer out of that, do you know what I mean? I'm an angel with a capacity to hurt myself with whatever it is that I've chosen. Do you know what I mean? That numbs me from the reality of me thinking that I'm this small, that I'm like a tiny Taya that doesn't matter. And for some of us, like me, I, I wanted to become invisible. And I thought sometimes I could be. I literally could shift myself into a place where I was in a room full of people and I would hear someone say, where's Colette? And I'd been there the whole time. And I had prided myself in that, that I could become invisible and in a room and not be seen. But I learned that day when someone said, where's Colette, while I was sitting right in the room, that someone was thinking of me. Changed something in me. Changed. Someone knew I was absent, even though I was present. <laughs> and others, like Taya, just try and jump up and go, see me? Do you see me now? Do you see me now? Can I? Hi, I'm over here. Can you see me now? Can you see me now? <laughs> Hi, if I do this and it's a really bad thing, will you see me now? Do you know what I mean? Which is what it turns into. Mark Epstein says, in coping with the world, we come to identify only with our compensatory selves and our reactive minds. We build up ourselves out of the, our defenses, but then come to be imprisoned by them. So then you come to a point where, you know, all of this is about survival, by the way, you guys. None of it is about wrongness. None of it is about mistakes. This is all the way we learn to survive in whatever environment we came from. And then you get through it and you get past it and you try and get over it without any tools because the insidious nature of the compulsory behavior has taken over your true self. Like Naomi Watt says, and she goes, how, do you, how far do you have to come back to to find out who you are, to remember who you are? It takes a lifetime sometimes. Hi, Taya. Who came in? There's Cliff. There's this word groomed that they use in psychological terms for um, children of um, uh, ritual abuse. Do you know what I mean? From the homes, from workplaces, from, you know, societies. That they're grooming you. Now, when we talk about grooming, do you know what I mean? It's like fluffing up, nicing, cleaning, and washing up to be presentable. Grooming. Grooming. That your abusers were grooming you for their purposes. And so when it's always and forever, and I'm not just talking about abusive homes. I'm talking about our cultures have pretty much raised us on purpose to shut down our light, not to enhance our light. And so this cultural aspect is actually what we're trying to overcome when you're going and searching for a spiritual 
road to lead your life so that you lighten up your heart and ease your burdens. That's what you're doing it for. There's nobody in this room that's not working on that. Or there would be no reason for you to be attracted to come. Right? This is called wolf wisdom. I'm on the path to being someone I'm equally terrified by and obsessed with. My true self. What happens when you find your true self and it doesn't fit into the world that you've made for yourself? It doesn't fit into the reality you're living in. In a lot of ways, when I started my recovery, if you want to call that, the recovering myself, you know, my family, which was very abusive, lives in Columbus, Ohio. I wasn't influenced by them on a daily basis. I didn't have to go home to them and work through all of it while I was surrounded by you know what I mean? The cloud of darkness. So I was lucky in that way. There's also a choice. I also had a choice of where I lived and where I was going to go and what I was going to do. And I fought. I fought and fought to be there and go through what I had to go through in order to be here today standing on this stage. Parker J. Palmer says, true self is true friend. One ignores or rejects such friendship only at one's peril. Believe me, when you know and understand who you are, the last thing you want to do is hurt yourself or anybody else. It's the last thing you want to do. Because your light's on. <laughs> your light's on. You know? And maybe one out of 1,000 people that you meet will come out and go, oh, I love your light. How would you get that? <laughs> and the other 100 people want to shut. Where's the switch to turn it off? Where's the switch? I want to turn it off. <sighs> That's what you contend with when you go on your life's journey. People are more what they hide than what they show. You know, I started with a quote that said, you have to own all of it. Because within what you're hiding, all of those scars, all those pains, all those memories, all those past experiences, your true self is buried under there. That's why it's so important that you own all of it. Not that you take responsibility for all of it, but take responsibility for knowing that it's there and not hiding beneath it anymore. And do whatever it is that it takes. I say it and describe it this way. You have to reach down to the depths and pull out that muddy, ugly mess and love on it. You pull it out and you look at it and you love all over it. Most of us are trying to find a way to get rid of it forever. Annihilated and obliterated. It doesn't work that way. You have to love it away. You have to love on it. And you have to reclaim your true self from this ugly pattern. Do you know what I mean? Of whatever caused it. And then it turns into something pure and golden. 
and it starts to shine, and the mud starts to fall off just like a lotus flower. And that's what happens. And you start to feel better, and you start to recognize the people who should be in your life and who shouldn't be in your life. And you don't hate them. You bless them and hope they find their way, but just not on your path. By the way, I'm still running into those people. <laughs> and at first they looked like light to me. Because it's, they're so familiar. They're so familiar to me that it looks like all the things that I thought love was supposed to look like. And then you start asking questions. And then you start feeling and seeing what they're hiding. Because somebody's true self also can not, their ego is covering their true selves. And they know how to manipulate you, to groom you again, to be the thing that you're used to being groomed for. And it's really not working on them, not working on what they did, not getting over the past of it. Get, you can't get over it. You can only move past it. And the only way to do that is that you once again embrace this thing that you are and reveal more of your true light. Because if you go to where they are, you've lost so much ground. My physical therapist said if I, if I don't do, one day is like a week of not working on healing. And I can apply that to everything else. If you go through weeks, do you know what I mean, not doing the healing you're supposed to do, do you know what I mean, one day can be like weeks. And you got to catch up. Anybody been there? Ay, 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 I'm exhausted. I got to go there again. <laughs> if you want to discover the true character of a person, you have only to observe what they're passionate about. Does anybody not know what I'm passionate about? <laughs> you know, I've gone from literally invisible, seriously invisible. I stopped talking when I was eight years old, and I started talking at 24 after my divorce because I had to. In order to survive, I had to start speaking to people I didn't know. That's how much trust I had on the planet. And I liked being invisible. I liked nobody being able to have access to me. I liked hiding behind my husband. I liked it. I was comfortable there. And then the universe did something. They took him out of my life. And they should have. <laughs> but not because of what he did, but because something happened in me. Something shifted in me that I wanted better for myself. Now, I didn't know that at the time, but I know it now, and I can know it for you. Whatever you're happening and whatever is going on in your life and whatever is shifting, and despite appearances to the contrary, you are exactly where you're supposed to be in this journey. And you asked for it. You claimed it because that's how it works.
Your heart's desire put you here. And you can either believe that or be ashamed of where you are for the rest of your life. Those are the two choices. Either your heart's desire has put you exactly where you are right now or you're just a worthless human being that doesn't deserve to live. Those are your two choices. Which one do you want? <laughs> you know? Exactly. We've been punished enough. Why do you want to punish yourself any further? I had this image of a license plate that I would get one day when I could afford it. <laughs> Be good to you. So that anybody who is driving around me, I could give this message to you. Be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. You deserve it. Karen Hackle says, you are beholden to the truth. It is the way. It is the path. It is your destiny. To be true is to be. And when I mean true, I'm not talking about true and false. I'm talking about authenticity. You either feel it or you don't. You either are it or you aren't. Chris Jamie says, I like solitude. It is when you truly hear and speak your natural, unadulterated mind. And out comes your most stupid self as well as your most intelligent self. It is when you realize who you are and that ex and the extents of the good and the evils which are you are capable of. I know that's hard to hear. You know, but there's a reason that people take respites. There's a reason nature's path. We're building a park within a park, a healing center where you go and you sit and you be quiet in nature. Where you go and you sit and be quiet wherever you need to be quiet to get out of the noise and the frenetic energy so you can hear what's happening to you inside. It's important to take that time. They call it a retreat for a reason. I'm retreating now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get away from it all so I can hear again, so I can hear my heart again. Thomas Merton says, there is an irreducible opposition between the deep transcendent self that awakens only in contemplation and the superficial external self which we commonly identify with the first person singular. Our, true, our reality, our true self, is hidden in what appears to us to be nothingness. We can rise above the unreality and recover our hidden reality. God, our creator, the great mystery, begins to live in me, not only as my creator, but as my other and true self. That nothingness that you feel is the oneness that you have and we all share with all living things. The oneness of all of it, the great creator, all of us and every living thing seen and unseen. It feels like nothingness and instead it's all of it. That's where you're trying to get to when you're doing a spiritual process, when you're taking a spiritual journey, you're trying to get to the origin of the true self.
and express from there. One of our greatest failures is in our busy, driven culture is that we don't celebrate the temporary uniting of a complex narrative. And what that means is he's talking about what is your style of celebrating an ending? Celebrating an ending. Do you only throw large parties for someone's graduation, getting married, or when someone dies? If so, then all the other endings in your story are lost in the wake of another busy day. Perhaps one of the reasons you and I don't party well is that we don't know what to do with the tragedies that linger in our lives. Can you imagine receiving an invitation? Join me in a celebration of no longer believing that I'm stupid. <laughs> we don't allow endings to be noted, let alone celebrated. Therefore, we never allow denouncement to invigorate the upward movement of a new story. I should have had a coming out party when I figured out that I don't have to be invisible anymore. That people knew I existed and missed me when I was not there. But we don't do that. I talked last week that we have this exercise and a lot of you missed it. That um, I'll repeat it because it's, it's worth hearing again. They did a study um, where they counted how many criticisms happened in households versus how many um, people who got complimented in the households. And over the average of all the households, it was 787 criticisms to one compliment. And then I was sharing that with somebody and they said, we have, this is scientific, we have 52,000 thoughts a day. Now take both of those statistics and marry them. And how critical are you in your head about life, about yourself, about other people? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What are we living with in here unconsciously all the time? So we were told to do this exercise that I'm still doing, and I said that I did it for four days and I started to feel happier, is to congratulate myself when I do something good, even like brushing my teeth. Celebrate brushing your teeth. Great job, Colette. You say it out loud when you're alone, and, and you can pat your shoulder. Good job. boy. It will start to shift that inner junk, right? Because you're consciously being good to yourself, taking care of yourself, nurturing your heart. Because it's 787 to 1, that's in your workplace, on the freeway, wherever you go. And it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not okay. It's not okay. And it takes a lot. I get about five in a day, and I've made this commitment to go to bed with a kiss. Good night. Do you know what I mean? I know, it sounds really silly. But I'm doing it and it feels great. Not only does it feel great, it, I'm happier. I'm walking through my day happier. Now, you can ask, how can I not be happy? I live with 10 wolves. I sleep with them. They surround me all the time. They look at me with love. All I have to do is walk in the door and they're like, Mom, where were you? 
<laughs> we missed you. I have this huge, wonderful expression of love in my life. I have the love of my life in the room with me today. So much damage has been done prior to them being in my lives that it's hard for me to live in that. So I have to do more healing, more congratulating, more loving on those places where I was told that I wasn't worth it and that I shouldn't have been bored and you, you contribute nothing. You know, when I first met Paul, <laughs> he was just out of a very bad 18-month marriage where they were only living together for 12 months. And I was 52. I was just turning 52. And I've been waiting for someone my whole life, really. <laughs> and... Um, Paul told me the story of their marriage and how it started and that she was 52 when he, they got married and that it just didn't work. It was awful. It was this awful, 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 awful story. And I'm trying to get myself up to trusting somebody again <laughs> to want to go into marriage after 30-year break because my other marriage ended when I was 24. And I never wanted to be married again until now. And so... Paul came over and he told me his whole long story and then he left and I went up to my room and I was like, <laughs> creator, <laughs> out loud in my living room, I said, I claim all the love and the gifts that can be showered on me, an avalanche of abundance of it. <laughs> and I called in the magic because I was so scared that would be my next experience. But at that point, I had learned to trust the universe more than my mind and my limitations. And I swear, it was a 20-minute prayer. I still have yet to say a prayer as powerful as that one, right? And of course, I could go into the whole story, but then it would ruin my talk. But look, look where I am. You know, this coming June, it'll be 10 years later. <sighs> I prayed. If we enter our story in heartbreak, we will hear the whisper of the name that will one day be ours. That's my a man named Dan B. Alender. Do you guys get that? You cannot have a beginning of something new without something ending. And that's where you start. Do you hear them? They heard me. They always come in at a certain time during the talk. <laughs> <laughs> If we enter our story in heartache, I entered this relationship with a broken heart, even after 30 years. But I trusted my story. This man, Dan, also says this, in moments, 
In those moments of unnaming, when we have lost ourselves, we must remember to return to our past redemptions and find God's mark of glory on our abandonment, our betrayals, and our shames. We wrongly believe that we will be happy if we can escape the past. But without the past, we are hollow and plastic beings who have only common names and conventional stories. You are everything that you have experienced. When we enter into our story at the point where we lost our name, we are most likely to hear the whisper of our new name. Vincent van Gogh says, love makes your soul crawl out from its hiding place. <sighs> I crawled out of my hiding place, my little garage apartment, and right into his arms. But you have to learn to love again. And it has to be more important and more predominant than your fear and your lack of trust and your heartache and your disappointments and your depression. You know what I mean? Love is the only answer. I know it sounds cliche, but it really is true because it's that powerful. Amy McTeer says, your true life is the one that would be the greatest gift you could give to others. So for all those people who want to diminish you so that it works for them, what would work for them is better, whether they know it or not, is for you to be you. For you to show up and go, you know what? There's something not right about that. I think I'm going to do it this way. And I'm going to find out for myself. Thank you for your input. But I'm going to go there. When setting out on the unknown course of your authentic life, expect fog. <laughs> if you haven't seen your authentic self since you were like here, <laughs> don't think it's just going to brighten open and you're going to know where to go. You've been in a fog your whole life. You can either find it a mystery and an adventure, or you can find it a scary, soulless place to go and stay right where you are. That was Amy McTeer, too. She also says, let people doubt your sanity. Let them think you're nuts. Be the mad scientist, the wise fool, the adventure addict who makes others question their own aliveness. Be that. Be that. Bushwhacking through uncharted territory is how you discover who you are and what you're here for. Getting lost is how you find your way. There is no other way. Caitlin Gao says this, people who don't follow their hearts are causing a great disservice to themselves, to the world, and to those they stand by without love. Ow. She also says living a life where you are true to yourself takes more courage than hiding under a false life where you have to hide who you are. There's a book called The Courage to Heal because that's what it takes. That's what it takes to say, I'm going to do this and my whole life is going to change as a result. And I don't know what it's going to look like. 
and then you dare to do it anyway, because where you are is too painful to live. And when it gets too painful, do you know what I mean, to live the way you're living, then that's your cue to walk into some fog. Terry Pratchett says, light thinks it travels faster than anything, but it's wrong. No matter how fast light travels, it finds the darkness has always gotten there first and is waiting for it. We light it up. The darkness doesn't exist when you get there. Albert Einstein says the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and all science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. Their eyes are closed. Does a sunset stop you in your tracks? Or do you have to get to your car and get to the next destination? I feed the birds in front of my house. If I forget, no birds, you know? If I feed them, oh my gosh, <laughs> the most beautiful things appear in my presence. Do I stop working on my computer and enjoy them? Absolutely, I do now, I do now. Each time a person passes by you and you say hello, imagine that person turning into a candle. The more, positivity, the more positivity, love, and light you reflect, the more light is mirrored your way. Sharing beautiful hellos is the quickest way to earn spiritual brownie points. You should start seeing hellos as small declarations of faith. Every time you say hello to a stranger, your heart acknowledges over and over again that we are all a family in this together. That's Susie Kasem. So, I would like to introduce and bring up Cheryl, who's fresh back from Italy doing a wonderful adventure of her own with expressing her true self, which is her musical being. And she wrote a song called I Don't Want You to Go, which is, was the inspiration for this talk. So come, come. <laughs> Can you hear me? Thank you, Colette. Um, the blue, the green light's on. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear myself. <laughs> the funny thing about oh, what you just said um, about smiling to people, I will tell you this about Italy, that was one of the things they don't do very much. So for someone like me, who that's kind of my MO, I'm always smiling. I think it was really <laughs> kind of a shocker for everyone there to see me walking down the street with just the smile. And everyone's like, double take, why are you smiling? <laughs> but I think it's important that, like you said, we just be true to who we are and not hide that. So this song's called I Don't Want You to Go. I don't want you to see me cry, so I hide my eyes. 
behind glasses that mirror the sun. I don't want you to know how much your words can cut through my heart when I'm vulnerable and weak. But I won't say a word until I know that you'll hear what I say. And I say, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to dry my tears. Then you'll see my fears and reflect them when I look in your eyes. I don't want you to know how much I need your love when my heart is vulnerable and weak. But I won't say a word until I know that you'll hear what I say. And I say, I don't want you to go. I'll keep waiting for you I'll keep hoping you'll hear me say And I say I don't want you to go I don't want you song reminded me of this relationship that I was in talk about not being my true self but I wrote about it and I I what's she doing oh gotta go what's he doing one of the lines in this poem was that my lips burn and holding back anything where I might see that look where the next time I see you is gonna be two to three weeks from now it made me think, you know, I didn't, I used to live with these crumbs, do you know what I mean? I, I was, I felt so deprived of love that what love looked like to me were these little pieces of crumbs after everybody else had eaten their bread, do you know what I mean? And I was satisfied with just those little bitty pieces. Um, but my heart told me not to stop there. And so I ended up with the life that you see me today. And I just want you to know that I think everybody has those times, those places, those memories, those heartaches. You know, whatever it is that you're working through. If you truly get what I'm saying, how precious you really are. 
And that will start to shift and start to shift and start to shift. And then dreams really do come true. <laughs> Angie Karen says, breathe light into your body, breathe light into your heart, breathe light into your mind, breathe and open. Breathe and remember that you are all light, infinite light, blessed light. Open your heart and shine on. <laughs> So I'm going to end there with that. Thank you. Thanks, Cheryl. You know, I'm just going to acknowledge that some of my best talks that I feel come from her lyrics when she sings, like, the first um, Sunday of every month, because she tells the truth. She tells the truth in her lyrics. She shares herself and her truth and um, exposes it. And has the courage to stand up and go, okay, I wrote this. <laughs> and I resonate with it. It's very brave work. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard and you think it is of benefit to you and with others, please share this podcast with your friends and your family. Also like us on Facebook at Wolf Wisdom Gathering and Shadowland Foundation. Um, you can also check out our website at shadowlandfoundation.org and um, we appreciate any donation that you would like to share with us. They are all tax deductible. So please help us. That would be great. Have a blessed, blessed week and we'll talk then. What?